Hello, everybody. It's Steve Politi from NJ Advanced Media here, and welcome back to another season of the Rebuilding Rutgers podcast. Although, we're going to change the name of this podcast. We're going to do it with your help, and we'll give you some more details on that later. But first, as always, I have to introduce the Dean of the Rutgers Beat, a man entering his 37th season covering the Scarlet Knights. Keith Sargent, welcome back, Sarge. I look, I, I look it. You do look I, it. I do yep. look every yep. bit of Thank those 37 God this, this years. Thank God this is not a beat. visual pod, podcast for that very reason. <laughs> uh, and for the first time, introducing the new Rutgers Beat writer, uh, James Cratch, in his first year with NJ Advanced Media on the Rutgers Beat. Uh, but I got to tell you, Cratch, and I talked to Sarge about this, before, you know, we, we've, we are the co-founders of this podcast, sure. and before we can officially let you be the new co-host to replace Ryan Dunleavy, who uh, is now managing uh, a Cinnabon in Omaha. Um, before we can let you replace Dunleavy in this spot, uh, Sarge and I want to ask you a few questions to make sure that you're qualified to do this. Yeah. So yes. we've come up with a list of three yes or no questions. I just need a yes or no on these three questions to make sure you're, you, you can take his big shoes. Are you, are you ready? I get it. I okay. understand it. Let's go. All right. All right. Question number one. Have you seen a movie of cultural significance in your lifetime? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. Question number two. Have you eaten a green vegetable in the last 20 years? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. And question number three. Have you ever have you ever verbally assaulted a stadium employee who was trying to help you find the visiting press conference room at a Big Ten venue? No. Well, what do you two think? Two out of Sarge? three. Two out of three. Uh, you know, pretty good batting average. Yeah, I, I mean, I think we'll keep yeah, them. I, I would like. I think we're going to need a little little muscle on the road. I would agree. I, I don't feel comfortable going on the road unless someone. Verbally assaults a helpful, helpful Midwesterner. He, uh, he had me at the vegetable. Right. Yeah, what, what, exactly. Know, we, I mean, think about those Friday night meals. If where, we can go on know, the road and order like asparagus We don't have once, to go to Friendly's. I mean, that's, you know, right. Olive Garden. You know. I think he's in. Yeah I, yeah. I actually have to say, if we have time, I have a story along those lines Ooh. about assaulting a stadium worker verbally. Oh. We'll get to later. I'm very excited. We're going to end the podcast. But Cratch, all right, so tell me, tell the people who don't know you, you are... Lifelong football fan. Give us your give your thirty second background here. James Cratch, born in New Jersey, was going to go to Rutgers until unfortunately, well, fortunately for me, South Carolina gave me a better financial aid package. Uh, covered high schools for four years, I think, mm -hmm. between Dorf and uh, NJ Advanced Media. Did the Giants for three. Dunleavy and I swapped in January, so I'm not totally new. Most of the people, good people listening to this podcast will know who I am. But now I'm here, and Rutgers is going to play a football game in a couple of days. That's right, yeah. So a lot, like a lot of Rutgers recruits, you, you reneged on your commitment, basically. <laughs> I'm just hoping that Rutgers fans get obsessed with you going to a Carolina as they are about me going to a Carolina. That, that, would, be, that would be a really nice. We, well, we cheat. We don't really have success with it. That's part of our issue. <laughs> Let me hear some good stories about Steve Spurry before we're done with this podcast, too. All right, well, let's get right to football. Come on. we got a game in a week. Can we talk That's about exciting. football? Can we talk? About football. football. <laughs> All right. uh, got a game in a week. This is exciting. My favorite time of year when you know we think we know it's going to happen in a lot of ways, but you don't. You know, it's, it, the ball is going to be in the air soon. It's kind of anticipation, and I can't remember more excitement about a incoming quarterback as as the one we're going to see here. Yep. Uh, by the time people listen to this, are we going to have a starting quarterback, or is the, what, what's taking so long with this announcement? That's a great question. Look, I think Sarge can attest to this. Everything you hear and 
see and all the buzz around the program points to Art Sikowski, true freshman, being the starting quarterback <laughs> against Texas State, having a pretty long leash, I would assume, and then kind of going to this new era, this future of the program. However, Chris Ash is not announced as starting quarterback yet. And when we were in practice most recently, we only saw like two 11-on-11 snaps, and Gio Rossigno took them. <laughs> now, my Ooh. understanding is the minute we leave, or thereabouts, Art goes in, and they split them. <laughs> oh, Chris Ash, you dirty devil. So that's the big thing. I mean, I think that they know what they're doing, right. but right. they haven't told the world yet, necessarily. Yeah. I mean, I think the writing is on the wall. Sikowski's going to be the guy. I, I, I would, wouldn't bet the mortgage on it, but I would certainly uh, bet, you know, now that sports betting is legal in New Jersey, <laughs> I, would, you know, I, I would bet a lot on it. But I, and I am trying to get the caution this because, you know, we've covered a lot of true freshmen who have come and everyone's, you know, the, the flavor of the week, you know, even in, in the Ash era, whether it was Kylan Odin or Jonathan Lewis a year ago, try not to put too many, too much expectations. I've been watching Sikowski. He's an Oldbridge guy. I actually grew up in Oldbridge. Um, I've been watching him basically since his sophomore year and he's, you know, grown up, you know, throughout that. I think he's going to be really, really good. Um, I, is he, is he going to step in and like the Big Ten on fire? I don't know, but I, I think he's going to be very good. And I think he's going to start from day one. And I think I think the when he when Ash makes the announcement, it, and he, he's a smart guy, he will point out that all, all three th- all three quarterbacks are going to play. Uh, we've seen this with guy. Remember when Mike Teal took over as a quarterback? It was like here he is, the next you know he is the future of the program. And then then Ryan Hart started the ball game. You yeah. know, so I, I, there's a history of you know, these guys are going to have a role. I think Geo is going to play in Big Ten games. If I'm him, if I'm Ash, you want Art to start the first game because it's Texas State mm-hmm. and get some confidence. But in week two against Ohio State, you know you're playing you're playing all three quarterbacks. There's also a history of uh, the columnist from, from from the Star Ledger, you know, in yeah. the advanced media, you know, saying that the guy is a guy like Kyle I, I, Bolin. And I'm not know, familiar with that. Yeah, yeah. there's you know there's a history of like calling the guy the guy. You know, maybe a little bit before, but can you wait maybe till halftime? I, already, know, I, I, guess I never thought I'd say this, but I already missed on Levy. Um. <laughs> I will say this: I think you're right about Ohio State, and I think that's something Chris Ash and his staff have to consider: is that after Texas State. There's no real soft spot to get right. Art in. You know, a lot of fans have said, well, let Geo start against Texas State and Ohio State and get through that game, and then we'll play Art against Kansas. Well, I know Kansas is horrible, but it's still a Big 12 team on the road. Right. And you have to win that game if you're going to go to a bowl game this year. Buffalo, Buffalo might win the MAC. Buffalo is better than Eastern Michigan was a year ago. They're not going to be an easy game to win. You're not going to start him against Indiana at home for the first time. So I feel like you have to get – if Art is going to be the quarterback, you just have to put him on the field. And last thing, everything that John McNulty has said about the offense he wants to run, get the ball down the field, right. chunk plays, right. that's Art. I just don't see them going to Geo and running this ground and pound, let's let the defense win the game at the last minute. But you hit it down on the head because, I mean, Gio has come in and, you know, whether it was yep. week four, week, week week five, week six or whatever, the last two years has come in and has given the offense a jolt. Does Chris Ash do that this year? I think he shouldn't. I think once you go with Art, you have to develop a quarterback. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. you know, he's not a uh, – Chris Ash is not a head coach who has any job security issues. He needs to develop a quarterback at right. some point. And the other thing is you kind of hit the touched on, you know, Jonathan Lewis, will he have a package? I pressed uh, uh, John McNulty on it. He didn't didn't uh, say you know no way, um, but he did did say that he wants to get his best uh, you know athletes on the field. There could be a package, maybe a gun run in the red zone, but you also have to risk you know the idea of 
disrupting the rhythm in the office as well. Right, and that, that's a great point. This is <clears throat> fans might be focused on Buffalo. Chris Ash is focused on 2019, 2020. Yep. He's building a program. You know, obviously he wants to go to bowl this year, but he knows, and he said it. He knows he can't advance his program without having a quarterback. Uh, on the other side of the ball, I mean, you guys have been watching this defense. Uh, you know, I think we saw what a Chris Ash defense can be uh, last year in glimpses. Won, won them a couple games. Um, there's still a lot of questions that I have, especially about the pass rush and the defensive line and whether this defense can hold up against a big offense. Cratch, you've been there every day. Is this going to be an improved defense compared to last year? I think it can be, but I think you hit the nail on the head. It has to be that pass rush. The defensive line, the four starters, they feel pretty good about. They think they have Big Ten caliber players there and guys who actually could be you know, difference makers. But the depth of defensive line after that is just it's not right. there. It's not proven. It's a lot of young guys. They've got an excellent secondary. It could be one of the best secondaries in the Big Ten. But those guys can only do so much if there's no push up front. And right now, we don't have anything that proves or says that they are going to get that push. Yeah, depth, depth is the one issue. Uh, keep in mind, they, I think they, they played winning football in eight of the 12 games, winning defensive football. In eight of, and they have a lot of guys back. Depth is, is, is a big issue. But I do think that their linebacker core, their back seven, I think is really solid. Again, injuries are, are, are the one unknown. And, you know, I think they had Big Ten starters at, at, at 10, 11 of the, the, the tw- uh, spots. But depth-wise, I think it could be an issue. All right. Now, Kratz, I don't know if you know this, but last year we did a little feature called True and False. Uh, true or false. Uh, we're going to keep that this year. Okay. Very simple. I say a statement. You say true or false. Then we'll go back and discuss them afterward. Sarge, do you remember this? I mean, I know you've, you know, aging. I don't. I'm aging. All right. the, you know, I, well, do the best you can. All right, number one, true or false, Art Sikowski will start 10 of the 12 games this season. True or false? True. True. Okay. True or false, you touched this a little bit, but true or false, Jonathan Lewis will have some kind of significant change of pace role in this offense. True or false? True. False, because you said significant. Wow. Okay. Now you're parsing words on me. Uh, true or false, Bo Melton will be the leading receiver with more than 700 yards receiving. True or false? False. Wow. That's a lot. False. False, okay. Uh, Jonathan Hilleman will be the team's leading rusher. True or false? False. False. Aha. Uh-huh. This could be a good one to address later. True or false, the season opening crowd will top 40,000. True or false? Trying to get me in trouble uh, already. False. False. Wow. Announced crowd. 40,000. No, I mean, false. Uh, Chris Ash has handled the credit card issue as well as he could be could do. True or false? True. True. True or false? Urban Meyer will coach again at Ohio State. True or false? True. True. Okay. True. DJ Durkin will coach again at Maryland. True or false? False. Big false. Yeah, it's a big false. Uh... And finally, uh, you have secretly had a sex toy mailed to the NJM offices. True or false? False. <laughs> no comment? <laughs> right, now, right now, someone's listening to that who hasn't read that story going, what the hell is Pauly talking about? Google, what, what is Google, that, Dad? Smith. <laughs> what is Amazon, <laughs> to keep it clean for your server at work. Please, Zach Smith, use, Amazon. Use an incognito window when you did it. I had it up on my screen, of course. And my wife walks in and says, what, what, what are you doing? And there it is, Zach Smith. And, of course, it looks like an Amazon order. So you're like, you know, that, what are you ordering? on that? What is that for? Yeah, the, I mean, I, I, that's bad. I, I think we talked about it on Friday. Because that story breaks at like 5.30 on a Friday night, right? right. And, and I think <laughs> we've all had some bad days on the beat in the last couple of years. 
I mean, you know, I, I don't want to get into all uh, of Rutgers issues, we? but we've had some uh, bad days, some long bad, days, stakeouts, all the bad yeah. days. But that's a bad day. That's if you're an Ohio day. State beat reporter yeah. and you see Brett McMurphy's timeline and you see that right. story. And you pull that up. And at 5.30 in the yeah. evening and you're at the dinner, you know, that's a, that's a tough one. <laughs> Imagine if you're like a board of trustee member at Ohio State. Like, all right, we got this investigation. Right. We're yeah. coming along. We're wrapping up. Right. And it's just like... What else is there? I mean, it just keeps coming and coming. Every other day, it seems a little nugget about Zach Smith. And, and that story is literally breaking as we're as we're going. So you know, it might be resolved by the time you listen to this. With Urban Meyer attended the meeting today yeah. with the board of trustees. I think it's fascinating, and we'll get to this a lot during the season. But you know, the Big Ten image hit right now, and I, I I'm interested to see what you think. Are these problems good for Rutgers because? A, are you damage a program like Maryland, which you're fighting, but, but B, you're damaging the, the, the whole entirety of the Big Ten, which is, which is an issue, right? Yeah, I mean, I think it could be good for Rutgers when you, when you talk about Maryland, but let's see who they get. Because you know, there's the right. you know maybe Graciano, Al Golden. There's you know guys who they could potentially get and come into New Jersey and, and recruit. Right. Maryland, you know, right at this point. Forget about Penn State. Forget about you know Maryland. Would would if they get a coach who knows what they're doing. Uh, and even before all this stuff, I didn't think DJ Durkin really knew what he was doing. I thought there really? were still some huh. questions. I mean, you know, they've been a middling program, and right. they lost to Rutgers a year ago. So, you know, if they get a coach who knows what they're doing and can recruit this corridor, it could be bad. But right now, I mean, obviously, I mean, you would think that he'd be able to capitalize right. on it for the next couple months. Right. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think whatever happens at Ohio State doesn't have much of an impact on Rutgers. Yeah. If Urban got fired... They just would get through this season with interim coach, probably still win 10 games. And they need to go hire Bob Stoops or, you know, Matt right, Campbell or right. whoever. They just would go pick their coach, and they would just, you know, keep on rolling. I mean, Ohio State's fired two you know, national championship winning coaches, and they just kept rolling. Right. The Maryland thing, I, Keith said, it, it could help you out. But if someone shows up there and right. takes advantage of that kind of sleeping giant capability a lot of folks think that program has – it could be, you know, kind of, you know, be careful what you wish for. I will say this, okay, and it was two years ago, I think we were in the press box at Ohio State, and there was a columnist from Cleveland.com who was asking Politi, will Rutgers ever beat Ohio State? Right. And, you know, the joke was like, you know, <laughs> I, I, you never know. I think Politi kind of nailed it, too, because Rutgers did beat Michigan in 2014 when Michigan had, they came in as, as a train wreck. You know, they were one week off the concussion issue, and Brady Hope was a train wreck. I will say this, I'm not picking Rutgers to, to beat Ohio State by any means, but this is a good example of, you know, whether it could be a tattoo scandal, it could be anything that could derail Ohio State. Destabilize. Ohio State right now, like, you know, three months ago, everyone's like, well, they're going to be a power forever. Rutgers will never beat them. But I'm not saying you're going to beat them this year, but these are the types of things, examples where, you know, a scandal like this could could disrupt. Getting them down to a level where they at least have a chance to beat them, whether or not they're going to. And that's what happened with Penn State. That's what happened with Michigan. You're absolutely Mm -hmm. right. Uh, my, my bigger thing, though, and this is, you know, a macro concern for Rutgers, is, you you know, they joined the Big Ten, and, and that's like a selling point now for them. Like, we're in this great conference. If you start, you know, tarnishing off, and I get it, there have been other problems Penn State obviously brings to mind. But, uh, you know, I don't think Rutgers want, necessarily wants these institutions that they're competing with and associating with to, to be tarnished in this way. I think that's a problem. No, definitely. I think the bigger problem for Rutgers is the fact that Comcast might be willing to go 
bye-bye <coughs> well, yeah. the end. Right. That's the biggest problem. The last thing Rutgers wants to have is to get to 2021. We've got our full share, right. and right. it's not anywhere near what we thought it was going to be because this whole bubble has blown up. Right, right. Financially. Financially, Financially. yeah. Yep. Right. All right, so you mentioned the crowd, and both of you guys went, went under. On, I mean, under on the 40,000. That, to me, is a significant issue for the season opener. I get it's not a good opponent, but still, it's the first game. Everyone I talk to, you know, within marketing or, you know, they they are not optimistic about having you know we haven't gotten we've seen the season ticket numbers we have a request in for it but everyone you talk to are not optimistic they're trying they're doing they're you know if you look at a press release that they just put out that they're throwing stuff up against the wall it just hasn't I I will say this they had a fan appreciation day the other day it was not even close I mean by far and away the fewest fans I've ever seen at a fan appreciation day and you can say well you know Saturday it you know, it wasn't really a beautiful beach day, and it's always on, on, on a Saturday. So, I mean, there, if, if that's a sign, it's not going to be good. Right, right. You know, I know it's a Saturday, but at the same time, you know, it's a Saturday everywhere else in the nation. I just, look, I, I will get into this more as the podcast and my time on the beat progresses, but the easiest thing a college football fan can do to try to help build their program is show up. Go to the game. I mean, there's enough ticket deals out there. You know, obviously you would want, you know, most people would want to pay the full freight for the season ticket in order to, you know, help the program, you know, kind of grow its funds. Obviously Rutgers needs all the money he can get, you know, as they kind of bridge this gap to the full membership in the Big Ten. But what? Just come to the game. Just come to the game. Right. This is great. We've just never had this there. happen before. So if you're not you're not listening, Sarge has Sarge has actually left the room for some reason, and now he's trying to get back in, and he's knocking, and the door locked behind him. Uh, great, really good start here. We don't have a pause button. What, what happened? Where did you go? I got a text. I mean, I thought it was going to be the uh, quarterback decision. I had to make sure. <laughs> you you know. couldn't look at your phone here. That would be could have answered the phone. It, it was a source. I'm not going to. It's you like know. an old Letterman bit. He used to answer the phone at the desk. Am I really dating myself? Remember that? He used to like take phone calls. He'd call people on the I'm trying to on Netflix. I'm trying to oh, run boy. a. You know, I'm yeah, trying to get news out that. to uh, out to our, our loyal no. listeners. And it, you know, I don't want right. to. Okay. Did something happen? No, it was my wife. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to my rant. You guys just got to come to the game. It's like seven minutes old. Just come to the game. Uh, I, I just don't understand it. I mean, yes, I understand it. It's Saturday. It just seems that like, oh, it's too nice out. Oh, we got this. Oh, we got that. Just come to the game. Right. All There's right. seven of them a year. Next feature, the Big Ten fan base we pissed off this week. It was a popular feature last year. Don, Don Levy won it like 10 of his Do you recognize the song? I tell you. Not my favorite. No! It's like a weak song there. for us. And their band is phenomenal. Oh, the band is absolutely. Obviously, this is the Ohio State fan base. Where's the microphone on the. Um, they just didn't like the idea we're, we're that they're. 45 seconds. Yeah, I'm going to the whole thing. I keep on going. They didn't like the idea that we, that, that we would challenge. I wrote a column right away. Because I don't think whatever happens with, I mean, we could talk about Urban Meyer and, you know, what he did and didn't know, what he did and didn't report. The fact that this guy went to the Big Ten media days, and I know lying to the media is not a crime. Hello, Mr. President. But you would think that, you would think that the guy would be more prepared and with the ease that he just lied about knowing about this. You know, to me, it was just such a moment of, you know, all right, you know, you can make any excuse you want, but I'm sorry, your your head coach is tarnished, and I don't know. I'm I'm interested to see how that's going to go if they if they keep him, 
how he's going to move forward with, with the media and with trusting other fan base. I just remember in 2015, because the big thing is, and it turned out that Kyle Flood was lying through his teeth throughout the entire email stuff. And I remember the press conference, how awkward it was in mid-October where we're pressing on him. But a big thing is, the point is, credibility. And right. maybe you touched on it, you know, in this day of age, maybe no one cares that if you lie to the media or, you know, how, how, but doesn't it impact his, his ability to recruit? You would think it would, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I know, I know it's Ohio State, and uh, you right. know, you've, you, I've read a couple of stories where recruiting hasn't been impacted. But you would think, just from a credibility right. standpoint, how does he go into a living room and, and say, you know, what, what he's saying? Yes. You know, at that level, I know they're recruiting, but they're recruiting against you know trying to get five star guys. Yeah. At some point, you know, your credibility does take a take a hit, hit when you're lying, when you're known to be lying. Yeah, but I remember that. I mean, talk, talk about 2015. I knew you, you were happily covering, you know, a functional team someplace else. But I, don't I mean. <laughs> More, more functional, certainly, than Rutgers. But it really was it was an eye-opening experience because as a beat writer, and we knew more than we could report, obviously, yeah. and seeing what was happening inside the Rutgers program and then having this, you know, having Flood stand in front of you. And, and, and even worse, the Whisper campaign behind the scenes. Yep. You know, I mean, it really does chisel away what you expect. And I don't expect Urban Meyer to be, you know, uh, you know St. Teresa here. But he, he, no, and that, I- that's a, that, to me, really hurts him as a public figure and concerning how sanctimonious he's been and some of the stuff he said. Well, I think the the issue, like, in terms of the fan base, I mean, if Urban keeps his job, whether he's suspended, whatever, he's just going to say, all right, well, here's my crystal football and I I beat Michigan. They don't care. And they'll go, hey, you know, like, I mean, that's the thing about, like, what's blown me away about, uh, like, lying to the media is the reaction in Columbus is basically being like, let's talk about football, coach. Like, if Urban had just basically stood up there and said – uh, yeah, I knew about this stuff, and I kept Zach Smith because I have reasons. Uh, go Bucks! I literally think people would be like, okay, coach, let's talk about that right guard battle. Like, that's the way it has responded. And look, it's such as Ohio State. I think a lot, most big-time college programs would, would have that approach. But I do think Sarge is right. Recruiting, like, you know, it's sharks out there, you know. And if you're – and especially at Ohio State, you know, when you're in an area with Penn State, with Michigan, Michigan State – uh, people are going to bring that up. Now, we'll see if it impacts them, but for now, it seems like they're okay. All right, you guys again, me- <clears throat> have any mean tweets? We should talk about you and Kale Sanderson, maybe. Roll back now. No. Is that too far back? That's too, probably too far too back. Too far back. That's just, right, yeah. right. Okay. Yeah, it has been a while, but um, I, 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 I just, I have so many of them, I don't know if I could single out one. I got a good one. This got, this got me in trouble with the Rutgers fan base. Oh, yeah? Have you, have you seen this one? No. So Rutgers fans came after me uh, after, I don't know if you saw the scandal, like just another scandal. I think my alma mater, North Carolina, the football football players were giving giving basketball shoes free. Of course, they're football players. They, in fact, wear cleats to play football. So they sold, they then sold these basketball shoes online and it became a big, so now there's 14, we still have, North Carolina still has a football program. They, they, I have to spend these play- suspend these players. So Rutgers fans, of course, a mean tweet at me. Sitting back, waiting for the Steve Politi article slash tweets on the UNC scandal and the suspensions that were handed out. It is amazing so how the fans right love to. And, of course, they love that. So I tweeted back at them. I'm waiting to see if the Rutgers players bought those UNC shoes with the stolen credit cards. Which I thought... I thought was a pretty good line, right? That's a good, you know, you're going to give me a little bit. I'm going to give you a little bit. Rutgers a fan, tremendous line. Rutgers fans not amused. Not amused. I'm stunned. No, no. They were, they, 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 yeah, that, look, I had picked back some scab there, 
and the next 30 the next 30 tweets back at me were uh, pretty low even for Steve uh, that was one of them it was they were better than that uh, if that's Steve's idea of joking, he'll never make it to the stress factory. Well, you know, that's that's probably... Is that a goal? Is that a lifelong goal? Uh, maybe. Sorry, Steve, uh, but you look like a clown making that kind of tweet. Okay, that that's entirely possible. And then uh, one of our friends, Travis Coolidge, who I don't know if we're allowed to give his real name. Oh, it's right here, Tim O'Connor. Yeah. Uh, I think Steve was just making a joke. I mean... Is it possible? Is it possible that you that, that, that's exactly what you're doing? That that's part of your job to kind of make like witty observations. Probably not. Probably not. All right. Let's By the move. way, who would have thought that giving college football players Basket. exclusive, like never not on the market Jordan brand shoes, what? and they have no money, they might like. Who would have thought why that would happen? Why would giving them the shoes not be a violation? I mean, what, what kind of and just give them 200 bucks, right? Here, we're not going to give you so shoes. Here's some like, money. It's just, it's I know, the whole thing. And then, and getting back to this, and I, w- I wonder if we're going to find out, you know, with the credit card fraud, if if some of these kids were in a situation where, and I'm not, not excusing it, but we're in a situation, serious, serious question, in a situation where they didn't have the money to, or the living expenses, or having a hard time uh, being away from home, is that going to be a factor? Um, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's a great, it's a fair question in this day of age where, you know, you're talking about uh, paying college athletes, but I don't know if that's a, a legitimate excuse when, when you really think about, like, you know, they, they it, keep in mind it's, it's different in, uh, in this day of age where everything, I mean, every meal they have, you know, 24-hour right. uh, food, they're not really hurting. I, I get it. I mean, I, I'm not, I do think that college athletes, and this is probably a discussion for another podcast, should be compensated in, in, in more ways, especially right. for their likeness. But that being said, I, none of these guys are hurting while they're on campus. They, you know, right. they, they food, you know, clothing, all the other stuff is, is, is paid for. I don't think that's an excuse. Cratch? I, I would tend to agree. I mean, they, there is a stipend. You know, right. Sergeant Noel Thumb said how much it is. Yeah. I, you know, About five grand. Even the uh, we were at practice the other day of doing access in the health center afterwards. I mean, they had a big spread of, of three options <coughs> of dinner and everything. Yeah. yeah so. All, right. All right. Do we want to do predictions? We usually do some kind of prediction sure. for the week. Yeah. Do we want to do season predictions? Are you prepared to make that? I mean, I think I had him at ten and two. That's that's about right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. Doesn't surprise me. Um, uh, all right, Cratch. You mean go first? You're the new guy. It means you have to be the one to. So we're going season it. prediction. Yeah, I think so. Right. Why not? Yeah. Okay. I will say I think five and seven. I think that's a achievable goal for this team. I know they want the six. I just you you they can get six against this schedule. Mm-hmm. I just think the margin for error. Is so small because they're not the, the final four at the end of the year. Wisconsin, Michigan, Michigan State, right, right. Uh, Penn State. You're probably not going to win those games. You're probably not going to beat Ohio State. Now you're talking about winning six or seven. Northwestern, I think, is the big wild card. I mean, Northwestern could be contending for the West because I, I do think people think I'm nuts. I think Wisconsin is going to disappoint this year. Really? I don't think I think Iowa is actually going to win the Big Ten West. I think Wisconsin will win 10, 11 games. I just don't think that schedule is conducive to winning the division, but. I just, are you going to beat Indiana, Illinois, and Maryland? Uh, are you going to sweep the non-conference? I just think five is a good thing. So right. if this team is five and three after eight, they go in the bye week and, and they have the excitement of, okay, let's maybe if we stun someone, we get to a bowl game. That, that's good for them. It's progress and they move on to 2019. <laughs> but then if they're five and three going into that, then they lose their, their, their last 
uh, four games, and that's not uh, you know. Then no, you have right. a sour taste in your mouth. For, <coughs> I think for, it depends on how you spin it. Win one of those games, and, and you go to a bowl game, and then you know from a recruiting standpoint, all the yeah, other stuff. Win one of those games, all four of those teams are in the top. 15. But if they're no, competitive, uh, right. yeah, I think it depends if they're competitive right. or at least a couple of them. But it depends on how Ash kind of spins five and it, yeah. five and three. Also, again, I think you have seven of the first eight games. I'm going to include Northwestern okay. only because it's home. And Homecoming. You know, yeah, Probably exactly. Home, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I think seven of the first eight games are winnable. Let's not go there already. <laughs> I would give them <laughs> a couple podcasts. I would give them six wins in those in those right. seven games. So six and one in the winnable games. Okay. Um, and that gets you to a bowl game. Let's see the problem. So you're going, you're going to, six to, and six. I'm going six and six. That gets me to the pinstripe bowl. Please don't send me to Detroit. No, or, the, the or issue is that six might Christmas. get you to the serve pro first responder ball. Yeah, I, I, I will be calling the Yankees. <laughs> I will be calling everyone I know who, who makes those uh, you know decisions in the Big Ten. Get me to the pinstripe bowl against like a good ACC opponent. Like you know, right after Christmas, I could get uh, cover from home. You know, that, that week I could stay home. Don't have to travel. Yeah, give me six and six. All right. The problem with six and six, and this is why I do this. You've got when you've got five losses, and I Wisconsin might be down, but I've seen Wisconsin play Rutgers, and the, the talent level is just different. Northwestern's won ten games. The last you got five losses, then you have Northwestern. Northwestern's won ten games. I mean, I just you're assuming that Rutgers can win six of the others. They're good enough to win six of the other seven games. They lost forty-one nothing to Indiana last year. You know, I mean, Maryland's beaten them every other year. I, I get that. Kansas isn't up to that level, and Buffalo's not as good. I, I do think that another four and eight season is more realistic than 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 climbing up to four season. and eight. What's that? What do you mean four and eight? It's tough. Is that tough? It is. They were four and eight last year. Or two and ten years before that. They were four and eight. It's uh, tough. Here's a better question: Is can if they do go five and seven, like James Cratch just you know said? I mean, he's not an expert. I guess he probably spend a year on the beat before he's an expert. But you know, I, I, he has been out <laughs> to a lot more practices than I have. Uh, if they do go five and seven, a couple more than me. If they do go five and seven, again, you have the the the, uh, the very very realistic possibility of them going winless in November. Sour note. Mm-hmm. By that same token, one more win than than a year ago. You're still building. Is that a successful year? Five and seven. Because I'll be honest with you, I'm going to say six and six. I probably gun to my head. You know, betting man. You know, New Jersey. You know, you could bet in, in New Jersey now. It's just not a Rutgers. I would say five and seven is more more realistic, but is five and seven successful? Are they are they are they playing? Michigan is Michigan State a game in the last? That's game? I think I mean, the key. Last they're year, five and seven, but the the Michigan game, the Penn State game. I would say if they're five and seven in the home games against the top programs are competitive, then you're making progress. If you're like if you're five and seven and, and it's like fourteen to ten at halftime at Ohio State somehow, even if they still lose the game, 40, first off. 50-something and nothing has been the standard against Ohio State. They just have to, that's not a big bar to clear. I do think that if they're 5-7 and seven and they are competitive in the big games, particularly the ones at home, maybe get fans excited coming out to see those, you know, those November matchups against Michigan and Penn State, that is progress. If they're 5-7 and seven and they upset someone, which I believe Chiano did in his third year, I think they went five and seven, but they beat Michigan State, and they lost New Hampshire, obviously. <laughs> that even I think it spins it further. I disagree because then that would mean kind of like last <laughs> year, where okay, well they won three Big Ten games, but you still have that sour taste from Eastern Michigan. That oh, the what if? Like how did you lose to that game? So yeah. you can't. Uh, you have to win the games that you're supposed to win. And um, again, I, I, I don't know that November schedule is tough. Um, Brutal. Yeah. All right. Now, I, I, te- I teased on this right from the beginning. 
we don't like the name of the podcast. Rebuilding Rutgers is kind of an idea. The first year, we're going to try to come up with something new. We can't come up with something new. Uh, so each week, one of us, we're each going to volunteer one of the, the ideas we've had. And then Cratch is going to put a poll on his Twitter feed. And you guys are going to vote. This will get you to follow Cratch uh, <laughs> on Twitter. And you guys are going <laughs> to vote. Charity. And you guys are going to vote on which one this week is good. And after five or six weeks, we'll pick the five winners or whatever. I don't really have an idea here. But all right, so... I got some music for it, though. Can you recognize the song? Match Game. Well, I'm, yeah. I knew, right. it, I knew it was Match Game before. Before I put this on it. All right. So, what does Match Game have to do with this? This is, yeah. this is terrible. All right. So, Cratch, what is your suggested name for the podcast this week? A River Runs Through It. A Rutgers podcast from NJ.com. And All we'll right. create some hashtag like RR... RT or something. A river runs through it, okay, as the Raritan River, because yes. it does, in fact, it's I get it, it does run that, through. Yeah. All right. I mean, that's better than, I mean, Night Vision, maybe? Night Vision? Night Vision. You know, night Rider? Okay. You know, something night, you know? Okay, that's a good one. I mean, John, John Newman probably stole stole the the best idea. John, oh, John and, and Danny. I, I know they're competitors now. We probably shouldn't mention them. There's a them. lot of podcasts. There that, are a I mean, lot. Is that an option? But they're, they're, they're doing good work over there. So, you know. well, I, I was going like to have a guest on that I, podcast. And, and Cratch is, is going to be on it. But Cratch is going to be on it. I don't know if that's announced yet. Why do you think you haven't been invited? I can name probably about mm-hmm. ten reasons why, but you Interesting. Know, maybe the Darth Vader mask. They that, had that, me that, on before you. That's maybe odd. maybe the breathing from the Darth Vader mask that that I, I normally wear. There's another. I mean, the, so there's another pot like the the rivals guys. Is it the Scout guys became the rivals guys, or what? Wait, wait, Scout is now rivals. The, the podcast, rivals is a Rutgers podcast. Which one, streets are quite. Which crowded. one is that on? That is on. I think they might both have podcasts. They both have podcasts. Oh, a lot of podcasts. Anyway, okay, so you're gonna go with the river runs through it. You're saying night vision. Yeah. I'm gonna go with. Uh, Julie Herman's Playhouse. Like Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse, Julie like Herman's it. Playhouse. You win. You what? win this week. What? Is that a $500,000 Playhouse? <laughs> we didn't even talk about that. All right. I think this would be another good feature, too. Cratch's Funny Story. We have to hear Cratch's Funny Story. Okay. Is it a funny story? It is a funny story. Right. So, uh, t- sophomore year, South Carolina is playing Georgia. Uh, it's tradition, basically, the second Saturday of the season, South Carolina and Georgia play. Big game, obviously. You know, South Carolina was still kind of, they weren't at the point yet where they kind of reached national problems yet, but the game with Georgia is always close. So, Sanford Stadium, if you've ever been there, Athens is a great college town, great place to watch a football game, loudest stadium I've ever been in. It's very complicated to find the media entrance. So, <laughs> I'm there you know, for the student paper and, and the, the TV stations there, and we're just doing laps, and it's like 95 degrees. So we're in a, I'm in a shirt and tie. You know, it's Georgia heat and everything. And we get to this door, and this very elderly gentleman who says, like, you can't come in this door. And, okay, that's fine. Where do we have to go? We've been walking around. He goes, I don't know. And at that very moment, Mike Patrick, the former ESPN announcer, walks by. And he goes, hey, Mike, and lets him right in the door. And the, uh, the scrappy cameraman of the TV station just blew his lid and is just screaming at this man. And he's like, I'm going to get you banned from the stadium. And I'm like, TV station, I'm not with him. But he's just screaming. It was just like, you can't come in this door. You can't come in this door. Hey, Mike, come on in. It's probably under a hedge. That's probably where you had to look, right? Yeah, exactly. I, think, I think Dunleavy's was even worse. <laughs> Dunleavy's was great. That was, that, was, that was really wonderful. It's a thing of beauty. Yeah. Yeah. We'll tell that story again next week. Dunleavy will be a present on this, I promise. Back in Omaha at the Cinnabon. All right, signing off, Steve Politi. 
James Cratch, Keith Sargent. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.